what the hell is going on right now. I don't want to panic everyone. Y'all are going to a castle? Oh yeah, 100%, but thanks for that whip shit last night. Probably tell them about the zombies. She does worship a death god. Everybody give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that's a nat 20. Right on, I almost died. That was less than ideal. <laughs> Good lord. Guys are gonna have a fun kind of day. That makes me scared. <laughs> Whatever is there to be scared about? Hmm? Oh, I don't know. We were like level three and fought a dragon, so. Well, that's... well, we didn't fight a dragon. We got curb stomped by a dragon. <laughs> yeah, and then we fought him again. To be fair. We, we tried to fight a dragon, and then because of a. We had we had vainglorious hopes. We we ju- <laughs> we used our landscape to our advantage, yep. which is like you know a cool samurai thing or whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Sokka said. It's right? a, it's like a in tactician's Avatar. thing, right? When Sokka was learning sword bending, sword <laughs> sword, sword bending, bending. <laughs> <laughs> no, sword is, fighting. I mean, that was like a big um, thing. <laughs> That is for sure what Sokka did. Uh, end of story is sword bending uh, and boomerang bending, really. Yeah, exactly. He's great. Yeah. Be- best character. I mean, I don't want to say that and alienate our fans, but he's a really <laughs> good character. Oh. I don't want to fight about that, just by the way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are now into episode 18. So congrats on making it this far. Here we are in the thick of episode eighteen. Uh, it's been uh, it's been eventful, and you you guys have made it back with your stuff. I'm excited to see where today goes. So today's warm up question um, is about how does your character respond when they are sick? So. It's that getting into winter season. I know how I personally respond, but I want to know how your characters respond when they come down with like a pretty solid like flu. Hmm. Uh, so we'll we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with Bahari this round, uh, and then we'll go Noun Shenzi. Um, I cast cure disease. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh- <laughs> Like what? What? Yeah. She, she casts cure disease and makes a makes a hot cup of chamomile tea. Cam- chamomile tea. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ! She casts Just makes a nice hot cup of color. Yeah. Pahari <laughs> goes ahead and you know casts uh, she casts some cure disease and makes you know, a nice hot cup of chamomile tea. Okay, good. Cause that so that's interesting for an elf who can also heal themselves. Uh, you or you're not really dealing much with being sick. Uh, in order for you to get sick, it would take something probably very strange, especially to like... You know, a time-space sword. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly. Yeah, something that would last. Uh, okay. So, yeah, Pahari, let me ask you this then. How do you respond to people who are sick who are because you can heal and you can cure but not you know you couldn't cure a whole hospital right now so how do you personally feel about people who are just like ah it's so uh yeah it's so sick i'm so sick like how does Pahari feel about people who go through that when she doesn't go through it much 
Uh, Pahari cast cure disease. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like, be gone. I don't want to do you. Stop it. Okay. Cool. So Pahari not dealing much with that, but perhaps it's a different story. Noun. Uh, first off, yeah. How does like when noun just catches maybe they're they're out roughing it and just one night it got a little too cold and they they wake up and they definitely know they caught something like how does noun respond or how do they act when they're sick noun doesn't get sick noun powers through noun is not a pussy (laughs) (laughs) so we have a one who magically goes through it we have another who constitution wise fights through it so well, like, I mean, like, now right gets out. sick, but now does not acknowledge that they are sick. Yeah. Noun is, so like, Noun is a... standing there with, like, a runny nose and has vomited six times, but is like, okay, we're going to trek. <laughs> Let's keep. All right. I feel better already. Let's keep going. Yeah, I'm going to kill that guy. We're not doing. We are not stopping for anyone, <laughs> much less ourselves. Fuck that shit. Okay. What's self-care? We don't know. <laughs> Has being sick ever hindered Noun? So they, they try to push through it, but has has Noun ever been in that absolute bedridden level of sick, like especially while they travel on their own? Mm, I don't think so. Most of their uh, most of their big old bedridden things have been from injuries and fights. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, I don't think they've ever caught anything more than like. I feel like the worst time they ever got sick was probably after a, a really fun night out. And other gotcha, than that, got that it's hangover just sick. Yeah, some 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 like a flu or cold. Okay, or Bahari would offer you lemon tea with honey. <laughs> oh, you're not gonna cure my hangover? <laughs> you're just gonna let me suffer? No. That- <laughs> A hangover is, is a self-inflicted a hangover Fine. is a self-inflicted illness. Whatever. It takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to get really hungover anyway. Noun is like six feet tall and like almost 300 pounds. So. It's ready to roll. All yeah. right. So now we, we end on Shenzi and their history with sickness. Yeah. How does... How does Shenzi act? Well, first off, I guess the question should be, has Shenzi ever been just like bedridden flu or pneumonia or something um, in their like 20, 30 years of life? I don't think Shenzi's that old. Okay. Um, I still have not. We are episode 18. I still not checked again how Dragonborn's age. Um, I thought that it was comparable to to most of the humanoids, but I might be wrong. No, they age quickly. Like they, yes. Like yeah. I, I'm thinking in terms of like longevity, um, probably. Yeah, I don't. Um, okay, well, I now. need to know how old you are so that our friendship isn't weird. <laughs> it's not weird. I'm okay. an adult. <laughs> okay. There we go. They live to um, be around eighty. Um, adulthood by side. fifteen. So, I think we should said Shinzu is like twenty. So. Okay. Yeah. Aside so from that, years. um, how old is Noun? Uh, mid to late twenties. Yeah, I think like late twenties. Cool. So we have a hundred, we have twenty, and we have like mid twenties. <laughs> I mean, Excellent. functionally, Pari is basically the same. Age, age. yeah like 
in terms of the the mental development and such, he's probably about the same age. Okay, and that's um, what I was saying about Shinzi is that Shinzi years wise is about the look, same. It, yeah, I think twenty eight yeah. is what I said. All right, so yeah. Shinzi, yeah, how about that sickness? Uh, Shinzi has never been laid up with anything except like an injury. Um, when Shinzi gets sick, which isn't very often because Shinzi takes care of themselves. Um, <laughs> Shinzi just like accepts that she's sick and takes care of herself and reads a book and rests because rest is the only way to get over it quickly and Shinzi doesn't want to be sick for very long. <laughs> well, and like if Shinzi gets a sickness definitely... and then goes treasure hunting in a dusty area, then he does is just going to exacerbate the coughs and she doesn't want to do that, right? Yeah, Shinzi yep. about that shit. It's just bad for the lungs. <laughs> I can't get the treasure if I get the cold. She don't want that asthma. Okay. All right. Well, then I think that's a, a good spot to check in. So now a recap of what happened last episode. You all have the swords uh, of Ozeon. You made your way through Mingra's Pass um, and you came to town and you have just crossed the drawbridge of Tegritaire, uh, Castle Tegritaire, and as you looked up, you saw an airship descending on the castle as LaRocca said, huh, the wolves are back, and headed on inside the castle. Right. And... We split up with the artsy guy, right? Oh, yeah, the artsy yeah, guy. Yeah, in he that, Yeah, yeah, he took He's off gone. when you first got into town to head for the college. Yeah. I gave him my number. Just making sure I remembered that right still. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, whatever the equivalent of giving someone your number is in these times. Here's my mailbox. Yeah. (laughs) And and the town that's destroyed. We don't even. (laughs) Yeah, we're moving around so much. I don't know. He just seemed cool. I like talking about If you just launch a dove into the air, it'll find me eventually. So you cross the bridge into Castle Tegritaire, and as you enter, LaRocca dismounts uh, from his horse as some uh, as some pages and such uh, and, you know, other knights and rangers in training come up to retrieve your horses for you uh, as part of just the Tegritaire's, uh, like, front guard. Uh, they come to retrieve your horses, and LaRocca hands his reins off to someone and says... Uh, well, we better kind of get this to them, and then we can figure out what uh, what needs done next. Do we have to, though? It looks so cool when I hold it. Yeah, that I'm was a joke. Bet. We have to. <laughs> that was a joke. I, everyone like looked at me real serious, and I just that was a joke, guys. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, Shenzi, would you just roll, um, actually, no, you don't need to roll. Uh, loot, have you handed off the reins to anyone? Or are you guys all dismounting? Is the question. <laughs> I've dismounted and I've told them sternly to take care of my sweet, sweet girl. And someone comes up and grabs the reins of Sweetie, who Sweetie is just like, yeah, we'll just go right along. What about mm-hmm. Nimbus, Pahari? She, she's just rubbing, I forget, it's Nimbus, Nimbus is a boy, right? Gelding? Uh, I don't remember. Nimbus is up to you. Nimbus is a gelding. Yeah. She's just stroking Nimbus's nose. All right. And uh, someone. She has dismounted. Up. 
to do someone comes up and holds their hand out like sort of expectantly a gelding is basically a neutered uh, neutered stud Oh, okay. so no, no baby nimbuses. Uh, yeah, and, damn. And uh, holds out their hand to take your reins from Nimbus. And she'll 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 give Nimbus one last pat and then pass the reins over. Okay, and uh, Nimbus again will just sort of follow suit as they see Sweetie being taken that way. They're like, yeah, cool, whatever. Probably some hay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, Shenzi, have you dismounted? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, someone comes up to take the I reins. I want to give Loot a treat. Okay, excellent. Yeah, you give Loot a treat. What do you give Loot? What kind of treat do you... I don't you... know, something out of my rations. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> so like an apple? Yeah. Yeah, so you give an apple to Loot, and Loot's like... Loot's all about it. Like, Loot, as soon as you reached for your bag, Loot was, like, nudging your bag. Like, hey, hey I know it's in there. <laughs> and you give Loot an apple, and, yeah, they... they chomp that thing up and get your hand all a little slimy as they like lick your hands um <sighs> and then someone uh comes up and says may i and reaches out for uh the reins uh for you to hand them the reins of loot okay do you hand them the reins yeah yeah okay cool so as you hand them the reins they try and walk loot in the same direction and loot like doesn't budge and like sort of like pulls back on them and the person uh that person is about to make a dexterity check <laughs> oh dear and that is only a six so loot puts them pulls and they fall like straight on their ass still holding <laughs> the reins and they're like oh because they were just not expecting that from the horse they just thought they would turn and walk and the horse would come behind and be them. you know obedient yeah <laughs> and loot just that. and loot just kind of looks at you and like nudges the bag. You can have another treat, but you have to go. Like you need to go with the person. <laughs> okay, make an animal handling check for me, real quick. It's not too oh, good. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you he can have advantage too, guys. this is your okay, horse. Okay, cool. Because uh, <laughs> that person. Because I'm plus zero. <laughs> so that's a nat twenty on that okay. second. Okay. Nice. All right. So you give the you you give the apple the second one or yeah the second treat. And uh, loot like like nibbles on it, and then like maybe tries to nudge for a third, and you know Shedzi's mm-hmm. like, "You need to go." And then finally, as this person gets up and like gives another tug, loot isn't pulling because like they have pulled. Loot is finally giving in because you have directed them, and so loot starts walking that way, and occasionally oh, well. like kind of turns their head back to like look in your direction but then Hoping eventually for walks maybe off. waving another apple yeah <laughs> and eventually no walks gods, no off uh with <laughs> with them to follow sweetie and nimbus and your horses have been uh taken uh taken off all right laroca looks at the three of you and says probably best to just head straight downstairs uh, i assume that's where where they'll be uh, and then he tells someone, um, you know, send word that we've returned if you haven't already. And someone takes off uh, to go, like, let, um, let like, head of security Raven know that uh, LaRocca and the three of you have returned. And LaRocca leads you all to that, um, leads you all to that 
room where you entered, where the floor slides down underneath to take you underground. And he uh, he nods at someone in there who activates the descent and your the floor begins to go downward uh, at that at that slanted angle again. And you are entering underneath Castle Tegretaire to their underground base. And again, it's it's a really cool moment as you descend and then, you know, light comes bursting in now that you are out of that tunnel and you are seeing you're still descending on a platform, but you see this vast open cave down here with two different levels and there's people working down here. There's a lot of folks running around, uh, a lot of building and tinkering and like working on weapons. And you see an explosion or two down here of just people like working on what looked like maybe some type of bomb or something that they're playing with. And you hear some laughing of just the, uh, you know, the, the text down there when it goes off. Uh, so, yeah, they're definitely down here building some stuff, uh, but you also see at the base of this platform where it's going to end up level on the second floor. You see some guards that are just, you know, standing there, um, just guarding point uh, at the base of it. And you slide on down and you come to a stop and the guards look at you and they acknowledge LaRocca. And they look over at the rest of you real quick and they look back. And these guards weren't the ones that were there last time you were here. So they definitely like look at them for a second. And LaRocca's like, they're with me. He's with us. Oh, big <laughs> man. <laughs> and, and they. Big half man. They still look you over real quick and they kind of <laughs> ease up a little bit. Um, and LaRocca asks, uh, where is Lady Tegretaire? And one of the um, one of the guards makes the sign language symbols for down the hallway in uh, in Celine's office. And uh, LaRocca uh, nods his um, nods his response and says, uh, thank you and makes the uh, hand sign for thank you. And then proceeds down the uh, down the hallway, and oh, that. you guys following through. I yes. assume. Great. Yes. And uh, you make your way down the hallway, and you get back to that guarded room that you recall, where there were six different guards outside of this door that led you last time into uh, where Celine the mage is, and. Um, Again, he nods to them and they step out of the way so that all four of you can make your way down this hallway into or to the door that leads to Celine's chambers. And he delivers a knock and you hear uh, you hear a familiar voice um, from you hear a familiar voice from the other side of the door. What is it? And as uh, LaRocca opens the door, you see Lady Osa Tegretaire in there. Um, and you see Celine and uh, you see Kaseth all gathered around her table. And Lady Tegretaire looks up and says, Ah, you've made it back. Excellent timing. We were wondering how much longer we'd have to wait before we could enact this. Luckily... I mean, we the were times quick, I think. 
and K Sith comes wheeling over um, immediately to you and says, "Ooh!" And looking right at Laroka, did you did you get it? Did you do you got the armor? You got the armor of valor. I I'm dying to take a look at this. Uh, you know what? Else, who else was like dying not to be parted with it? The guy whose uh, flesh it was bonded like, did to. Did you know that? Did you know it was attached to him? Yeah. Yeah. And Kasith exactly says, would not oh. have been a pleasant process." It was still it was still bonded to his corpse. He's not dead. He's not dead. And Kasith spins around and just kind of <laughs> whistles that like We brought you something else whoa. though. And Celine standing over at the table says he But everything says he he wasn't dead? Yeah, but the thing we He's the just thing kind of we like brought you we can explain why you thought he was dead. Yeah. Even though he that's is very true. not dead. And he we had to brought dragon. you something else, also and dripping Celine, with celestial energy. So Celine makes a gesture at you, like, oh, now and give them the okay. thing so they can do the science. <laughs> okay, I give. I, <laughs> I love this. We're very pro science here. Uh, just by the way, uh, okay, I do like a cool like reveal of the sword, and I'm like, ching, and there it is. Here you go. And Kasith immediately Don't is take like, it out whoa. Does Kasith know and what it is? Kasith, Kasith is just like, whoa, that thing looks amazing. And he reaches out to grab it from your hand. Ooh, no, 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 that's, no, no. no don't touch it. Idea. Don't touch oh, it. Oh, don't touch oh. it. Listen, oh, I almost yeah, fucking gonna, passed out. Pahari's going to step in between Kasith and Noun as well, just as the additional buffer. So, oh, do you know what this okay. is? Uh, do you? I would like this to know. This is the sort of... Ozeon. And Celine uh, <laughs> over at the table says, huh. And it turned the temple into like this magic bubble that Valor was living in and not dying. Yeah. And very alive. Very we died alive. Also. He just wanted to be left alone. Yeah, we also died. Just and Lady, Lady Osa, the Tegretaire, Lady Tegretaire looks over at you and says, you you we died. died, but the sword brought us back. Yeah. Because it was two swords. We saw but our now own it's dead one bodies. sword. Yeah, don't separate them unless you want to turn this whole place into a weird fucking time loop thing where no one dies. And she looks over at LaRocca and he's like, dead as a doornail. He's undead, well, actually. Not. One of us is. He <laughs> is one undead. Of us is. And apparently we're God touched. I don't know. And Celine is like, okay, that's. <laughs> Yeah, That's I know. A it's a lot. lot of information. That's a lot. There's a lot for um, us too. Jared. Yeah, we lived it. But let me see, yeah. let me see if I've got this. Let me see if I've got this. Valor, the dead the son of war, not dead. <laughs> not dead. Correct. Ozeon, the son of time and space. Yeah. Dead. Uh-huh. But Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But magic sword. Magic sword. Correct. You all died. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. How? Rather pain. Dragon. Um, uh, I was there was, was a dragon. <laughs> a dragon that had the sword in it. Shenzi and I were uh, showered in a like, roasted waterfall of acid. Waterfall of acid. We saw our bodies not recognizable. Still traumatic. Do you have a therapist on hand, by the way? <laughs> Kasith is just sitting in front of you, has now whipped out a notepad, and is writing like all of this down. And it's just like, the dragon? Uh, there's a dragon under the... Well, it, they're not... Okay. Well, there yeah, was not, a dragon. There was. 
They're not there anymore. They left, and also he will probably die soon. But the goal is not. The goal is for him not to die. The, like, they're trying to fix that, but he was pretty badly injured, so. With the sword. Okay. And he, like, yeah. writes that down. The sword. And Kaseth is just like, sword, bad. <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's bad, and it's, like, I don't think it's bad. I think the person who wielded it kind of sucked, but objects are not, like, bad or good, sword, right? Sword, like, dangerous. Okay. That's yeah. a fair assessment. That's, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. For, for the, the sword Again, being described don't to separate the a sword. large... Uh, Basia, a person of power, I feel like it's best to just describe the sword as dangerous and just leaving it there so maybe they'll approach it with some caution. Yes, please. It is Instead dangerous. of giving the stipulations of like, oh, in certain hands, it's fine. Because then people are going to see like, oh, well, in my hands, it's going to be fine. It's like, well, actually, no, you don't know that. No, I don't think it's um, fine. I think it's always dangerous. I don't just yeah. think it's inherently bad, bad, bad. But it's dangerous. It's like you know, heavy equipment should be handled with care. Um, you need the proper licensing to use it. Yes, exactly. Do not operate while under like the influence of sleepy drugs. You know. Celine says, "All right. Well, I think that'll work. Regardless, we just needed the celestial energy, and you know, six one way, half dozen the other. So, and in, uh, in terms of." Celestial energy. I, the three of us apparently are are bathed in it. I'm not. I'm not sure why, but yeah. Found out that you only get brought back to life if you're already God touched. You don't become God touched from getting brought back to life. So also, don't go power hungry and try to separate these things because you think your army won't will just keep coming back to life because they probably won't. Some of them will just die. Well, my, by the way. my further concern had been something that we were seemingly celestial touched even before we'd gone to the temple. Yeah, exactly. And none of us I'm can identify when. Is I don't think any of y'all are celestial touched. No offense. <laughs> I'm not certain what that means, but it might explain your interesting entrance last we met. And she's looking at Pahari. Oh, well, we already knew Pahari was something. Like, God touched out the wazoo. It is... <laughs> Less less of a confusing thing for me to be celestial touched, considering my chosen profession, as it were. But for all three of us to be celestial touched is a little bit more of a puzzle of a connection. Yeah, I've prayed like maybe three times in my life. Like <laughs> <laughs> maybe I pretended a bunch, but like right. Pahari just kind of slow stares at you. And I'm you not know, saying it's just... not real. And Kasef is like. Well, we could definitely try and figure that out. I do love a good mystery. And did they say LaRocca's undead? And LaRocca's just like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't, I don't know. The (laughs) Uh, Corso, question. She's taking Uh, it very chill, chilly. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Question. Um, So it was, it was Valor who had said that uh, LaRocca was undead, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It would, when I did, um... Detect magic, would that have shown anything for detect magic? Would there have been, like, undead magic showing on that? Like, necromancy? Because I know that that is its own school of magic. Um. Hmm? Did you see it and just not say nothing? Rude. Well, because I don't think it, I don't think it well, had been mentioned before. Well, because he's also God-touched, right? Is he also God-touched? Because he got brought back to life, too. Or yeah, so you saw the, you undead? saw the celestial bit around everyone. Um. But what you uh, 
we didn't really mention it then and uh in part no based on based on what you what you see uh like when you did that down there you wouldn't have seen much like you already sense what you would have sensed is his arm like you would have sensed that sort of necromancy that exists in his arm um okay. so yes you would have sensed okay. what you've sensed all along okay okay so it wouldn't have seemed like an all-encompassing thing to warrant being called undead yeah to to pahari at least to pahari yeah you would have just sensed yeah. like okay. oh your arm is like necromantic the arm was in the fog so clearly something fucked up with it yeah right okay okay and based on what you know, the fog has done to things, which is kill them and then bring them back the next day as monsters. There's there's something to be said. Are we going to have, is there going to be a fight at some point of LaRocca against his arm? <laughs> That'd be fun. And Case, this is like, we could run some tests off. and I've try and figure that out. episode one. <laughs> and, uh, and Celine says, yes, fine, we'll get to that. But first... We have more important matters to attend to, uh, specifically ensuring that we stop some of this. And uh, she says, the sword, the sword, if you will. And Kaseth turns around and says, oh, I'll take that. And he touches something to his forehead. His He has a metal band that goes around his forehead and he touches his hands to it for a second. And then something along his chair uh, from his wheelchair snaps up and extends an arm to reach out and grab the thing from you. And it is a mechanical arm reaching out to accept the sword. Uh, okay. Lady. Pahari's yeah, gonna take a, take a step back, just in case. Cause I almost passed the fuck out, so don't touch it with your hands. Noted. Uh, and as you, uh, as you, do you allow him to take it now with the yeah, mechanical I, arm? Yeah, I guess. Cool. Sus, uh, okay. So yeah, he he takes it in uh he takes it in the hand of this mechanical arm and it pulls it back and he's like, "Oh, even just sitting here I can I can sense the power in this thing. This is a good one." And um <coughs> holding on to it, uh nothing seems to be affecting the mechanical arm. Um and so Kaseth then directs his chair to turn and head over in their direction. And he uh, says, I could take it right there. Uh, I, we have everything prepared. And Celine says, yeah, I guess now is as good a time as any. We need to get these things moving uh, before any more damage is caused. Who knows what could be happening out there right now? Uh, we don't know where any of the things are. So let's do it. And Lady, uh, she looks at Osa and says, are you ready, Osa? And Lady Tigger nods and says, let's get this over with. All right, uh, everyone, uh, follow me. And you head. they head out the door uh, to head down a hallway, uh, past all those guards again, and they turn. And they go deeper into the area than you've gone before. Um, looks like, you know, more of a sort of a research area, but also harder to get to. You'd have to get past all those guards. You'd have to go through a couple more uh, sections of hallway down here. And they get to a door, a big giant steel door. Um, and they have steel? Oh, yeah. I know they have steel. <laughs> and fine. they they uh, open this door and it, it's a thick, thick door. And uh, Osa shoves it open. 
and uh, as they open this door, they walk in, and you are in a circular chamber. You're in a you're in a chamber room here, and inside this chamber, there are pedestals in here, and on top of one of them is a strange-looking cage. It's a cage but it is in sort of a lot of angles about the metal that makes it up. Uh, and you can see that the metal in several places in between the bars are kind of crisscrossed in ways that look like they make sigils out of the metal. Um, so it's, it's a cage sitting on top of a pedestal, and it looks like the metal framework are creating different sigils and such. That's tight uh, as fuck. And Kasith wheels in with the sword still held in the mechanical hand. And Celine says, all right, let's uh, first we'll need to power this up. Uh, set that over there. And Kasith sets it uh, directly at the base of the um, at the base of the uh, pedestal. And he wheels back and Celine walks forward and. She focuses for a moment, takes in a deep breath, exhales. She reaches down and she grips the sword. And as she grabs it, you see a pulse of energy kind of waft up her arm and you see her take her other arm and motion like the push back and you watch it crawl back down her arm and back into the sword. And she now lifts it up towards the cage and she puts her left hand onto the cage, her right hand gripping the sword and you watch as she closes her eyes and begins reciting an incantation and the sigils on this cage start to slowly uh, glow. But it's like you're watching a wick burning down as it's not the whole thing at once. It's tracing all throughout all the different things on it. And eventually, as she's channeling it, you can kind of feel that energy in the room of Ozion's sword sort of taking effect. Uh, for a split second, you watch LaRocca walk backwards from entering the room, just slow in like sort of slow motion begins to like walk in reverse and then walks back into the room. Um, and so time sort of skipped a beat for a second. And you're watching as she's gripping the sword and the energy is pouring out and eventually the entire cage has now begun to glow. And once it does, she takes her hand off of it. And she looks at the sword and she then grips the hilt and begins to withdraw it from the sheath to just kind of look. And you can see that there is still some power to this sword. <laughs> she, she is checking and she then resheathes the sword and says, I believe we've gotten what we need now. And uh, she hands the sword off to, um, she hands the sword off to Kaseth again, who extends the hand still and uses that to grip it. Um, and she says, it shouldn't be as dangerous now as we've taken most of its essence, uh, what we needed to power up this prison. Now comes the hard part. Lady Tegretaire, if you please. And Osa Tegretaire steps forward. 
and she looks, uh, Celine looks back at the rest of you and says, you might want to take a step back. Done and done. Bahari yeah. <laughs> takes a generous long step back. And as you step back. Does not have popcorn? Because. <laughs> Noun could be like eating their rations or something. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I'm kind of stress eats, so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they have Lady Tigger Tear uh, step up to Celine, and Celine says, Are you ready? And Lady Tigger Tear responds, Let's do it. And you watch Celine place her hand on Lady Tigger Tear's chest, dead center of the clavicle. And you see a glow start to come off of her hand. And for a second, her fingers dip inside of, like, they phase in Lady Tegretaire's chest. And she pulls out a little bit of a glow. And you see Osa's eyes go white. And you see the effects of her ASMR heritage start to take effect as her wings sort of start to ethereal produce themselves for a second as she is experiencing her her built-in kind of feature of herself. Uh, and you watch for the first time recognizing that Osa is an ASMR. And... As this a energy gets question. pulled out. What the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, basically, angel-touched fighters. Um, oh. That would yeah, and ASMR, sense. they're not a full angel. They are, like, angelic. Much like how a creature can transform into something for a little bit. They're like, I'm an angel for a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, they've got they've got that going on. Okay. And so she pulls, Celine pulls out a little bit of like white energy from, uh, from her and then places it in between both of her hands. And Celine begins to work her hands in a circle swirling motion around this little ball of light and then takes it into her own chest. And you see her eyes glow white for a brief second. And her voice booms throughout the room as she says, get back. And Lady Tegretir moves towards the, uh, her eyes are still white. And she walks over towards you all and turns around to face uh, Celine. And Celine is twirling her hands towards the cage. And she utters something in up. Uh, Pahari, make a perception check. I'm a perceive everything. I have the best perceiving. Y'all are really painting a picture. Bitches here. love perceiving. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches love perceiving. What'd you get? 22. It's a 22. All right, so you definitely do love perceiving. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely catch. Some of the words she's uttering in this incantation are celestial in nature uh, as she's trying to summon this God-touched item. And then there's a blast of energy. And inside the cage, you now see a black spire, what looks like a, a jagged piece of like obsidian like glass is in there. And 
Then it activates and fog starts pouring out and filling the little cage that it's in. And it starts to pour out onto the floor. And Mm. she says one more word and the cage glows again. And now that fog starts to get pulled back inside of the cage. And as it's lifting, I want all three of you to make a perception check. Does my 22 carry over? Uh, you That was for hearing. This one's for sight. 15. Fine. 19. Uh, 18. <laughs> all three of you catch this moment because you didn't take your eyes off it for a second. When that fog started coming up, For a brief second, you saw the fog take shape as like a clawed hand reaching out towards her before it got pulled back into the fog and was nothing. Is this Sauron at all? Like you see into the eye, he sees you kind of shit. No clue who that is in this world. (laughs) We we don't care for copyright infringement. Um, <laughs> there is absolutely no correlation. And as as you look now, that cage is sealed. And even though there are slits through all the metal and stuff, the actual magic of this thing, this glowing golden cage, is keeping this sort of storm cloud of fog inside of it. And it, it's it's all just trapped in there now. Bahari's going to cast Detect Magic because it lets me see what schools of magic are occurring. Certainly. Uh, and I would like to know. Certainly. Yeah, same. <laughs> but I mean, I can't, so go ahead. Uh, so uh, you cast Detect Magic and that allows you to see the faint aura of magic. Well, you yeah. see some celestial immediately coming off of Osa Tegritaire, that, uh, that touch of ASMR there. Yeah. You see from Celine that same energy Um, But it looks like even brighter uh, from that energy that she just nabbed uh, from Tegritaire and uh, utilized that to cast this spell. You see inside, uh, well, first off, on the cage, you see the same type of energy that you saw coming off the sword exists now all over the cage. uh, Where they transfer the energy from sword to power the cage. You can see the like basically the life force of the sword you're seeing that same celestial type of glow and time glow on the cage now and inside of it in between the gaps you are seeing a glow of necromantic magic uh from inside that cage all right so nothing like for for what we've been seeing so far nothing that bahari is particularly surprised by uh Roll a perception check here. This actually no. Um, yeah, no. This would be perception. So yes, perception check. Yes, perception. It is twenty four. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, you can notice. Uh, you notice a couple of things with that. So you detect magic and you see all the things you're expecting to see. Um, but you definitely see in Celine a little bit more like magic. 
Uh, you definitely see that this is a powerful caster of some form, but it's really hard to d differentiate as she's bonded that celestial energy for this spell. Um, but you can see other wisps of type of magic in there, but whatever hers is, it's coded in that celestial right now. Um, so you can't differentiate. And mm -hmm. you see that Osa's, in the seconds that you looked, first at her and then over there, and then when you look back at Osa, you can see that that magic, that celestial, is dimming a little bit. Like it is it is dwindling right now. The Azimar's celestial? The Azimar's celestial power okay. is still going down. Like, and as you look at her, you're it's like watching paint dry, but you can tell it's drying. Like you're watching it slowly, but it is depleting. And uh, now does it seem like that's because she's expending energy or because it's being sapped out by this cloud spire, whatever it is? Uh, she has already done the thing that would have expended the energy. She's over standing okay. next to you two, uh, you, you okay. four. And so you can see that her power. And if you look at her in general, she's looking mm -hmm. like she's kind of like <sighs> out of breath. <sighs> And you can definitely see that going down. And the last thing you see is uh, on the Roka, uh, you do see that energy, that necromantic energy on the arm that looks very similar to what you caught inside the cage. Um, and for like a second, you see it sort of in general throughout him, but it's also muddled by that celestial touch that you can sense. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking it's like a gangrene that's spreading from his arm. And so his body does not look affected, but magically you do see sort of the necromantic energy throughout. There's well, so is it like the necromantic and the celestial are like fighting each other? So <laughs> there's something I want to try at some point with Laroca that I'd be intrigued by, and that's trying turn on dead on him <laughs> to see if I can make him walk away from me. <laughs> Like, will it be his whole body that goes or just his arm that drags him away? Well, if you guys eventually end up dating, like Shenzi and I hope, that would be pretty fucked up of you, TBH. <laughs> <laughs> but it was never Whatever. meant to be. And Celine powers down her her uh, her hair that was sort of starting to rise and move, you know, falls, uh, you know, because she has a like a short sort of spiked haircut going on and it kind of falls and uh, her eyes stop glowing and uh, Osa Tegretaire falls out of her ASMR link now and uh, she is not quite gasping for air, but she's definitely breathing heavy under her armor and she stands up straight to keep like solid form. But she is, and Celine looks back and says, one down, five to go. You have to do this five more times. You have to do that five more times. It's the ultimate fetch quest, guys. Okay, I mean, we, we do get to fight things, so I'm like pretty chill with it. but And bathe in acid and come back. Yeah, I mean, if they're all as traumatic as this one. It's very exfoliating. Again, I'm going to ask if they have a therapist <laughs> anywhere in town. Because <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ. Is therapy a thing yet? I don't yes, know. Yes, we, we do have someone you can speak to. We'll, we'll make sure to get 
them sent up to I feel you. Like it at, might be above their pay grade, though. <laughs> at this point, I think bonus it's best. episode. Everyone has a therapy session. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just point, do a little I think thing. It's best that we take a rest. And she's looking at Osa, and uh, Osa kind of nods slowly in her direction, and she approaches and says, "Are you all right?" And Osa Tegretir says, "I'll be fine. Just a bit of rest." Yeah, this is a bad bitch. Let's go. And uh, she looks Bitches at LaRocca and says, <laughs> <laughs> she looks at LaRocca and says, perhaps it's best you all did the same. We can regroup later and discuss uh, next steps. And so she, uh, they all walk out of this room and they turn around and seal the chamber and then cast some type of magical sort of lock on it. And then they place guards protecting this thing. Um, so there are several guards now in the front of this, much like they are outside of Celine's chambers. And uh, they lead you out. And Celine takes Osa off somewhere to help her recover and heal up after stealing what looked like part of her energy. Um, and LaRocca says, uh, we can get some rest and uh, figure out what's happening next. Uh, obviously, this isn't a requirement of you, but your help is greatly appreciated. Well, I mean, it feels like a requirement since, you know, we're all getting messages from gods and shit. I mean, you know. <laughs> I value the, word, the world that we live in. I would like it to um, keep existing. I, I also value it. There's been some ups and downs, you know, but at the end of the day, it exists, and I exist, so grateful for that. Hmm. Well said. Well, uh, we can show you to your chambers and anything you need. Uh, again, you, know, you may move about the castle as, as you please, and uh, we'll, we'll regroup, uh, we'll regroup uh, tonight to figure out what our plans are and then uh, we'll have a decision for the morning. And so it is, uh, you guys got here at, you know, kind of midday, and then you came in, you went under there. It's been a few hours, and the talks took a while. And so it's it's kind of into the late afternoon. They're letting you go rest up and uh, relax. And tonight, when they think that Osa will be up to up to snuff, they will check back in with you about what's happening next. Hey everyone, it's Corso with this week's interlude. I hope you're enjoying episode 18 of Lark Fallen Gods. This was the completion of the latest chapter I've titled Valor. Episodes 1 through 7 encompass chapter 1 titled Journey to Tegritaire, and episodes 8 through 18 cover the Valor chapter. I'm super excited to show you all what we've got next in the upcoming chapter. Every episode, we give a shout out to other D&D creators who we know and love and think you should definitely check out. This time around, we're giving a shout out to Amelia Sum. Amelia does great TTRPG content as well as came on as one of the leaders of the, Nar the Lark Network in order to help with all the exciting projects we want to pursue. You can go follow her at Amelia Sum on TikTok and Amelia underscore Sum on Twitter. And Sum is S-O-M. 
just for clarification. To everyone who signed up for our Patreon, thanks so much. Your contributions help us update equipment to sound better, devote more time to this project, and give back to everyone in the network. If you haven't become a patron just yet, we have levels as low as $3 a month, and it truly does go a long way, as well as gets you some cool bonus content that we have a lot of fun making. Now, are you a fan of coffee? Then don't forget, the Lark Network is now an affiliate of Found Familiar Coffee. They've got delicious blends of whole bean or ground coffee for all your needs, and with fantastic artwork and D&D themes, you'll love their options like Goodberry, Thieves Can't, or Face Step. You can go to foundfamiliar.com and use code LARKNETWORK to get 10% off your first purchase. Be sure to use the code every time, though, as it gives us a small kickback in return, so you can not only support the network as well as your coffee cravings. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Lark Adventures and on Twitch at Lark Network for all of our other amazing projects and to keep up with the cool stuff we're doing. We drop teasers, info, and announcements there first. Last, but certainly not least, we want to say happy holidays to everyone, regardless of which ones you celebrate. We all had a wild year, and if this podcast gave you even a slight escape, then we did our job. Tell a friend about us if you can, and then let's crush 2021. See you all in the new year. Now let's dive back into the episode. So, this is our moment that you all get to go to your chambers. And um, we're going to check in here on what's going on. Uh so, uh, you guys have been given multiple rooms, um, but you have the ability to like congregate and meet in one room. Uh, would you all be separated right now, or would you all just be like as a unit in one room? I just had a visual of like congregating meat, of just like us getting piles and piles of meat in each of our rooms. I'm sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> that was the visual I had when you said congregate meat. Um, <laughs> Shenzi wants piles and piles of meat pies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They send meat pies up to your room. Um, so oh, we get room it's- service here? Bro. <laughs> it's how they meditate. They need to be surrounded by meat pies. <laughs> That's valid. So That's yeah, valid do you, do you all like meet together or do you uh, head into your separate rooms? I remember Noun and Shenzi shared one room last time, um, but as yes, far as did. you guys getting back, it's not like it's nighttime or anything. So they have just let you retreat, like retire for the rest of the like evening until like night. Um, unless, uh, unless Shenzi and Noun asked for Bahari. Uh, for Bahari's presence or anything, she would go to a private room and, and go to meditate and try and commune with her deity. Okay. Okay. And Shenzi and Noun, would you have called for Bahari or would you have just let her go do her thing in the next room? Uh, Shenzi probably would have let them go do their thing. Um, since yeah. we rested already today, because we rested in the morning on the way in, yes. Shenzi would probably not go to a room so much as like, is there a library here? Yes. Shinji would probably go okay. to the library and like look for books to read about okay. the situation. Yeah, certainly. Uh, okay, now would you go to the room? Would you follow Shenzi? Would you explore? What would Noun do? Um, 
I would explore a little bit, I think. Go beat up the owls. I think I'd... What? You know those kids that we already beat up? You could go beat them up again. Oh, yeah. That would be fun to talk to them again. Uh, <laughs> to talk to them or not... beat them up again? Well, both. I, both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is, this is how I make friends. Uh, uh, Excellent. No, but like, yeah. So I probably would like head down to maybe like just uh sort of look around at like the different areas of the castle like um like where 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 like where are the kitchens and where where do the cleaning staff hang out and let let me get to know a few names and stuff um noun is good with the common folk um that's good. like a thing of their that's like a skill or something i don't know okay. and um <laughs> Well, like, background is folk hero, and so I yeah. get along well with the common folks. So I like to go and make friends with the people where I'm staying, and maybe also they have, um, you, you never know how much relevant information your fucking cleaning dude has picked up, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, no one thinks about the butler just standing off in the corner, you know? But, like, he knows some shit. Everyone, like... They All pick right. up that hot goss, so I'm gonna get to know them. All right, so let's let's resolve each of these real quick. Uh, we'll go in the order of uh, first. We're gonna go with Shenzi. Shenzi, you have uh, gone to find the library that they have here, and they they graciously uh, point you in the direction, and you uh, you enter to. And this is on the main floor, the the main castle, not in the underground. Um, and it is a well-stocked uh, library. It's beautifully built. And, uh, you know, there's even just a little bit of magic going on in here uh, so that things can help you locate what you're looking for. But there's also a uh, there's also a librarian, you know, a page walking through here. Uh, who can help you locate things uh, as you walk in. And you see like a knight. Um, one of the one of the like Tegretaire guard just sitting and reading like a book on what looks like sword play or fight. There's a blank sort of book sign in thing uh, in the front on a pedestal um, with like a, a quill and some ink next to it. Okay. Um, Shinzi wants to go look at who signed in, but is not gonna sign in. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you see names of people who have signed in. They're not names that you necessarily recognize um, or anything of the sort. Is there like a checkout system in the library? Like, is there a book return? Uh, yeah, they do keep track of that uh, here, which is sort of along with the sign in. Um, people sort of mark things they've taken. It, this is a very progressive medieval type library. Um, they used to be like chained there, in shelves and shit. That's are awesome. there any interesting titles on the like returns or checkouts? Um, you smart. Roll a perception check. Not perceptive. That's a seven. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so yeah, they, I mean, it's a library and there's so many possible books that none of them catch your like attention that are anything relevant right to you. Okay. Oh, there's no book on like how to destroy cities. <laughs> dummies guide. So yeah, how would you like to go about uh, exploring the... Is there something you're looking for in this library? Well... 
so player Abby can't remember a whole lot about um, what they told us when we first got sent on our mission, but if there was subject okay. matter related to that, like, so the... the uh, okay, so the synopsis of what they told you, just so that you can work with mm -hmm. this, is they told you, hey, there is an old story of a demigod that turned full god and he hated his human half and wanted to be nothing related to that he wanted to become a a god of destruction and so he not only climbed the ranks as a demigod to become a like dark God, because you don't have to be good. He just wanted to be absolute and so removed from his own humanity that he eventually created uh, seven spires of um, of just like super power that he wore in a crown that put him up on par with other like greater gods. Uh, but in the process of that, uh, he wanted to also sort of destroy humanity or just be so removed from it uh, that he could and not care and so they someone stopped him in sort of the old like lore of it uh and he was killed and his spires were um scattered or destroyed um and uh that that was eons ago sort of thing or well not eons ago that was centuries uh ago type of uh story and uh yeah that's so you remember the the god of destruction um story and that's it sounds like someone uh, from what they've gathered someone or something is interfering with those items and somehow they are kind of being released okay shinzi is gonna look to see if there are any books that like talk about this god and like maybe where things have been hidden or even just like casual knowledge about it mm -hmm. yeah so uh this would be an investigation which i'm good at bitches love investigating <laughs> <laughs> well i'm i'm average at it it's not my best but it is a 21 nice. okay so with a 21 you go through this library and you talk to the you you talk to the librarian in here and you check some of the references and things and the thing that you find that is most interesting is nothing you find no record of this you find not even a casual mention of it being a folk tale or anything of the sort you find stuff about Ozeon, because Ozeon was a thing. You find stuff about the, like, uh, even just a casual mention of Valor in there, of just, like, war was only said to have one son who died. Like, you find that. Um, but it doesn't matter what section you look through. You can't find anything on this god of destruction. We love when things get erased from the timeline. Well, I bet Kasif has them all. I mean, yeah. Like, one of these people in the castle, like, hoarded all of these books. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fair point, though. Kaseth seems like a knowledge hoarder. <laughs> the one who has not returned books. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably just a Yeah, like, the librarians are just like, have get, you seen get his out late of here. Fees? 
Yeah. So that's that's the little nugget we'll leave Shenzi with there in the library is you can't even find a hiccup of a mention of that particular thing. Okay. All right. And that is uh yeah, that's Shenzi's little nugget there. Uh Rylan, you are so noun is going around and uh so noun's found their way down to sort of like the We'll say the in-house sort of kitchen bar area for it where like the people at the end of their shift, uh, you know, they, they've got places because they're very communal in this castle. So they hang out at, you know, they have their own bar and it's not it's yes. not very separated. Like you'll see um, like you'll see some of the higher up sitting in here and some of the kitchen staff are just sitting with them having a beer. They're all very on the same level. Uh, they all just have different jobs. You know, that's mm-hmm. how they treat things here. Uh, Lady Osa Tegretere would probably strike anyone down who thought they were above the people who worked here. Um, that's cool. That's why I like Osa. She's a, a royal I can respect. Yeah. And so there's you see not many of those. you come in and there's just a myriad of people. Um, you know, it's not like packed or anything, uh, but it, it is like people are coming in for some dinner and they're sitting down just having a drink, giving reports to each other. Like the not the official reports, just kind of like, yeah, I was out, you know, watching, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this this horse. Oh, God, this this golden Receiving horse would horses. just like oh, it was obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, you, you see these people in there. What do you want to do? What are you aiming to do here? Uh, I'm just uh, poking around, learning some names, getting to know, getting to know people. Um, if uh, if anyone has any like fun little tidbits of information that might be useful, I would just like store that away. And useful could mean like all sorts of different things. Like, oh, did you hear so and so's like low-key sleeping with so-and-so <laughs> like, yeah 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 you know shit like that or just like oh i heard case of like stole all these books <laughs> okay you know so your background is you said folk hero yeah so i get um there's like pluses for that let me see something uh, it's a yeah it's a special thing here um let's see your ability specifically uh feature rustic hospitality that's what you have um, yeah and so uh you come from the ranks of common folk you fit in among them with ease you can find a place to hide rest or recuperate among other commoners unless you've shown yourself dangerous to them they'll shield you from the law or anyone else searching for you though they will not risk their lives for you um, yeah so yeah that as a as that rustic hospitality you joining and maybe just pulling up a chair uh you're very welcomed like they're just kind of like some are like oh who are you some are like oh i saw when you came in and uh had your horses you know we uh so i saw you come in with la roca so clearly you're somebody um awesome you know pleasure pleasure to meet you and yeah they chit chat with you they tell you you know you hear some little tidbits about like oh there's you know a work relationship happening there here or there and um none of that is like prohibited it's just so long as you can do your work we don't give a shit uh mm-hmm. but it's still like what they talk about and um you know things like that but um do you ask anything in particular so that we have something to go off of Maybe a couple of questions that you might be asking. So, like, yeah, they, they, uh, you wouldn't have known to ask per se about the books because that was a Shenzi solo thing. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like hearing like little things. Like, <clears throat> I don't know if I would have asked 
much just like jeez, oh, like oh what's it like working for so and so and then like maybe their cleaning lady is like oh it's difficult because the room's always a mess they have like an mm-hmm. entire stack of books you know or like uh, what yeah, is so- it difficult to do like is it is it fun to do this and they're like oh yeah they treat me like super nice or they or no they kind of like look down on me or whatever like you know Roll just me stuff an like that an investigation check but you will have advantage because you are uh that folk hero this is just them casually talking so roll me that investigation with advantage yeah i'm good at having converse well i'm glad i had advantage um no i'm not <laughs> Oh no! What were the rules? I have a four. Wow! Is that the highest? It was. I got a three (laughs) first, and then I rolled again, and I was like, "Oh, it's a two. Okay. (laughs) And then I have a plus one in investigation. So yeah, you're just hearing basic stuff. No one seems to let slip anything majorly of note. Um, they're just like, yep, everything's been, uh, you know, everything's been pretty good at Tegretaire. You know, they're a little more, a uh, little more guarded up, uh, lately with whatever has been going on. And the scouts have been, you know, running, uh, longer, you know, than they usually do. Like people mm-hmm. like LaRocca being gone longer and, but they're all, mm-hmm. they're all actively working right now. Um, and I so- probably, I probably would like get buddy buddy with like with like a couple of them and just be like oh while i'm here i'm staying in like this area of the castle if i'm around just like come up and we'll have a drink or something you know cool. yeah like yeah so making connections absolutely and they're they're all about it and you know you make a couple friends uh that are just like drinking and hanging out and you know that's kind of where we'll leave you is you've okay. kind of ingratiated yourself to these folks uh Wait. And they, yeah, they dig you. And now we go to Pahari. Pahari has gone up to the room. It's, you know, it's getting into the evening, but it's not like night, night. Uh, so it's just like six or seven ish. Uh, and you are going into your own quarters. And your goal here is to commune with, are you trying to pray? Are you trying to, what exactly are you with, up to? She She's trying to commune with her deity to figure like, what the fuck is going on? She's had several visions now. Um, shit that happened during her augury spell that was not, you know, in within the normal purview of our of augury. Okay. So she's gonna be trying to, you know, dial him up and and see like, hey, what, um, hey, boss, what's uh, what's going on? What do you do in order to attempt that celestial phone call? Um, <laughs> I, I would imagine every priest has their own way of doing the thing for her she has one particular bag of bones that she keeps on her hip that is more of like the um like some priests have like their 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 sacred object like a necklace or a pendant or maybe it's a part of their staff or something for her it's this bag of bones okay don't ask me what type of bones they are because i don't know (laughs) it was a some degree of a relic from the uh from the other cleric of the grave from her from her clan yeah sounds a little illegal but whatever (laughs) <laughs> well, 
They're a, di- they're a different nation, so we don't know all the stipulations of their rules and their laws. It's a sacred <laughs> object. It's, it's got historical and religious significance to it, so okay. they're allowed to Love do it. the thing. Excuse you. <laughs> Step off my turf. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so. so bag of yeah. unidentified sacred bones, and she uses those. Like, she'll, she'll sit down, do the meditation thing, and the bones, she'll lay in a circle around her. Like they're none of them are very big. They're all fragments and stuff, and so but they're treated very delicately. And she only uses them when she's spe- she only takes them out of the bag when she's specifically trying to like, no, I need to call you right the fuck now. Okay. Because like there, there's always a hope that like when she prays to, to her deity, maybe they'll they'll answer her. But it's not. But that's if that's just like a standard to to slight stress factor. But this one's this this one's kind of important. It's like okay, hey. What's going on? What are you trying to tell me with with these visions? Because she's assuming that they're being sent from her deity. Okay. And so you try and communicate with your deity. And is this magical in nature or just sort of an internal, like, hear my soul call to you? Um, more of a hear my soul call to you than magical. But I feel like with by the fact that they, that they are, uh, to, to her at least, sacred bones, whether or not that means they're actually infused with something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, with with her people, at least they believe that there's something within the bones that that allows for a more direct line to that deity. Okay, so as you kind of scatter these bones and uh, arrange them, how you try to commune with the god of the grave, uh, you you kind of listen internally, trying to sense anything, any calling, any response, and for a moment you don't sense anything like it like you don't even sense your mental phone call going out yeah Um, there's not even a dial tone yeah like you're not you're not (laughs) even you even feel when you reach out to them you can kind of feel like all right so i've exhaled and now i'm waiting to inhale but it's like Mm -hmm. no breath is coming out of your soul per se like you and it's just nothing it's like you can't even reach out And, um, you, so you feel that sort of, that lack of connection in general. Mm -hmm. And then you feel a touch of like getting that internal phone call. And when it connects for a second, you just have this feeling of tiredness of drained energy of coming through struggling from that line. struggling to stay awake and okay. you yourself start to feel lethargic in a way that magic doesn't put elves to sleep and you yeah. you meditate you don't sleep yeah. but you feel like you're about to fall asleep and you are just lethargic and sensing. But it doesn't feel like your body is the one that's experiencing it. You are yeah. just inhibiting something. And then the phone line cuts out. And you uh, like kind of like when that coffee rush kicks in now, you are back to like, oh, OK. Now she's on the crash. Yeah, well, you're on the reverse. You've just come okay. up. You were crashing a moment ago when you were making that phone call, and now you just like, oh, okay, sorry, I was dozing off there. Um, and that is that is what you experienced when trying to call the god of the grave. 
She's going to try again. This time there is no connection. Okay. Like she, with, with there being no connection there, it's like she's still going to be making attempts to, um, to, to reach out just into the void. Just because she is increasingly concerned slash now low-key panicked because of this being the thing that's happening. She has mm-hmm. no idea what's going on. She still can't remember her deity's name, which in and of itself is something meriting so meriting of uh, extreme concern. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's, she's going to spend a little while just reaching out into the void and hoping that maybe something will come forth again. Okay. And yeah, you spend time trying to reach out. And again, you're going to just be in your room for a little while trying this uh, to, to no avail beyond that first what felt like a solid connection, uh, but something strange. And then no more connections after that. Uh, and eventually someone knocks on the door. And at this point, each one of you has had someone come and fetch you and say uh, they're ready for you. And uh, they, are they, they are saying that <laughs> they they are saying that they're ready for you uh, to discuss. Uh, Laroca basically has sent for you. Okay, let's go. Uh, all right, so you all are led again to head back down um, underground to the the base down there. And as you do, uh, you are greeted by Laroca, who's. All right, I uh, hope you guys are all rested up. Uh, we're going to try and get a game plan going and see what is up next. And you are led back to Celine's chamber again down here. And as you walk in, this time you see Celine uh, over at the... Uh, you see Celine over at the table of maps and papers again. Casus uh, is still in here as well as Osa, who is sitting now in a chair. Uh, but she does look uh, much better than she was earlier. Um, but she is seated in a chair, uh, perhaps conserving energy. And uh, there is someone else in the room. Who is this person? Sienna. Uh, <laughs> as you, as you look you see someone in a uh, you see you see a man with mixed color hair um what is that mi- mixed color what yeah does mixed that color he's like, got does he have long gray does he have streaks he's like, got gray and white hair uh okay. that, yeah. salt and salt salt and salt yeah you salt, and say salt and salt it's salt um, and sugar he's got this mixture yeah. of of gray and white hair through his uh through his short how to how to give the description of this haircut um he's got a very aladdin looking haircut it's not like long it's it's like just swoopy swoopy uh and is he a human what curve of the ears he got is he a human looking at him he has some pointed ears he okay. has a little bit of fur around his, uh, around just the entirety of him. Like you can see his hands uh, have a little bit of extra uh, fur and he's got some sort of pointed nails, but he looks very well groomed. He's wearing an overcoat that looks pretty fancy, but it has the symbol of Tegretaire on it. And he is wearing like, uh, wearing some very, very intense boots uh, would- that are yeah, I would question. like to roll a ball of yarn in front of him. 
Oh, is he Khajiit or something? Is that what uh, so yeah, as you as you walk in, you see this person in this uh, very regal overcoat uh, with very well kept. Just every feature about them seems to be. While it is animalistic, you see some like long fingernails and some uh, much. Uh, when they smile as you walk in, you get a glimpse of some fangs. Um, but nice. them in general, they are very well kept and sort of uh, along well that same regal line of like what you see in Osa, but just a little more bestial in their cool. appearance. Uh, and as you so walk he's an in, animal Asimar. Uh, so as you walk in. Uh, Osa says, all right, we can get started. And uh, they, uh, LaRocca turns around and shuts the door now and um, motions for you all to approach the table uh, where Celine is rolling out maps. Okay. And as you come over, they have a map of the entire country, uh, the entire continent of Celeste and the 12 countries uh, that you are all familiar with and they're uh, looking things over and saying, so Celine points to you all and says, so we found the first celestial object based on a story about Valor here. Obviously, the story wasn't fully fleshed out or we didn't know the truth, but we still got what we needed. And she circles the where Mara Valley is, uh, where you located it. Mm-hmm. We are still working on finding enough stories or things that might give credence to what we uh what we are looking for because if we can find those the idea is those are the easiest route to not have to deal with other people to take things obviously this one wasn't what we expected but while we are working through that we had a hmm, we have a hunch uh the second best place is if you can't go treasure hunting because we don't know where to hunt just yet you can always go shopping. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and she takes uh she takes a mark and she marks over across on a country across the ocean and she puts an X here and circles it. In the city of Eleanor, the capital city of the land of trickery, they hold some of the biggest shadow markets around now while the things that they sell obviously are not things that we would abide by in most cases they're kind of hard to stop as a whole but also in times of dire need we may be able to find what we need are are you sure this is your best hunch this is where we have to go (laughs) what what kind of things what do you mean things we wouldn't abide black market is there a slave trade there i'm not into this uh no, it's more of items and things, uh, magical and non, that you'll find uh, some people trying to get swindled and someone's here to offer them immortality or all these sort of things. Oh, uh, some bullshit, yeah. <laughs> a lot of problems, but you also find a lot of powerful things in the shadow markets if you know the right person to talk to. And I have a hunch that we'll be able to find at least one, if not a couple, celestial-touched items. Uh, They would go for a fair price, a high price, but someone would look to sell them at a place like this. 
Okay, well, are you funding? Cause... <laughs> and Osa says that will not be a problem. LaRocca has access to all the funds required uh, in order to make something like this. Pull them from the f- pull them from the treasury when need. Beyond that, it is imperative that people do not know why we are trying to search for something, and if at all possible, not know who we are. No one needs to have the idea that Tegritaire is purchasing from the shadow markets. Could create some unnecessary less than problems. savory commentary yes i would imagine yes yeah, some speculation i'm sure so what you're saying is loroka should not be wearing his shiny tegritair armor when we show up and loroka's like your... spare change of clothes already packed fantastic and anyway who's this fucker <laughs> and celine looks up at you and says well, as <laughs> luck would have it, to get you across the ocean to Eleanor uh, could take you about four weeks on horseback. Or across the ocean? <laughs> as you would have to take the ferry in certain places and travel across the other lands, it would take you quite some time. Or we can take a faster route. And that's where this person steps forward and says, Ah, is that where is that where I come in? He's in the room where it happened. He should know. Like. <laughs> and la- uh, Lady Tegritaire says, "Yes, that is where you come in." Ooh, I said attention. This is Captain Troke, the head of our airship. Ooh, we get to ride on that thing. Uh. He's the captain of the Cloud Fang. The Cloud Fang. Oh, you're the Love. dog. The wolves. The They're wolves. the wolves. Cool. It's got to be cooler than dogs because, you know. It's got to be edgier. And he steps forward and says with a with a grin, with a, just a nice, like a smirk of Captain of the Cloud Fang at your service. Oh, God. Getting people places is what we do. And so he's. <laughs> oh, God. Ooh. I like him. And Osa I get, I'm getting a little bit of snake oil salesman from him right now. Well, he's taken us to the trickery place. (laughs) (laughs) Osa says, Troke and his crew will be your best bet at getting there quickly and safely. And he chimes in, oh, but it would be so much safer if you came along to protect us. Uh, To to Osa. hand gestures too? Uh, Yeah, he just like makes some hand gestures towards her. Come on, it would be fun. And she looks at him and says, down boy. Um, now then Shinzi's gonna look at now like side eye like (laughs) I'm looking at Shinzi too and then I I, like internally I'm just thinking like did they break up or something like what's going on it's just looking skyward and rolling your eyes and Trope says oh you're always I'm just back and not even a full night's rest and you're already sending me off but what can I say the life of the best sky captain there is. Adventure awaits us. Does absence not make the heart grow fonder? <laughs> Ooh, I do. Is that why I'm always gone? And she says, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's some tea. There's tea 
here. It's like piping hot and I can't wait to sip on it. And she, uh, <laughs> Celine chimes in. If you'll excuse me, <laughs> Eleanor is your destination. I believe it is best to, seeing as you can rest on the ship if need be more, you can take off as soon as Troke is ready. Captain? And Troke says, oh, ready as will ever be. Shall we get going then? Is there anything else I need to know? Or are we just sending me on this super secret mission to do my super secret thing? Super secret thing. Yeah. Lahari just keeps glancing at the two of them ship. back and forth. No, no change in facial expression, just politely blank. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Yeah, and Osa says, just bring them back. In one piece. In one piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have to. Osa, come on. I'm going. It's going to be fine. Like, and... Don't, don't worry says, about him. Captain Trope says. Who got buried in a absolute? waterfall of acid? That- <laughs> he lived, though. You also got chomped in half, so I don't want to hear shit and from Kate you. And Kate rolls over and says, now, before you take off, uh, come with me. I think I might have something uh, that might make your trip a little easier. What is it? <laughs> I want to know. I want new fun things to hit people with. God damn it. <laughs> ah, okay. Fine. <laughs>